Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligieri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. My Rajlo sausage, peppers, onions delicious right about now. A little ketchup on it. Nice hoagie roll. Costanza roll. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. Uh, we're always talking food on this program. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, and joining me this morning, Francis Beck, WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss is here, and we are also joined by Amber Hill, who's a local official. We're going to talk girls lacrosse this morning. If anything breaks concerning the Buffalo Bills in the draft, Derek Kramer or Sal Capaccio will jump in, and we will bring you that action right here live on WGR Sports Radio 550. Of course, you're going to be want to locked in on it all day as uh, we follow the draft. Uh, great job by the Bills uh, Thursday and last night. At least I thought they did very well. I'm excited about the players that they brought in. Uh, I'd like to say uh, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, Buffalo Bills fan uh, Pancho Bila, uh, fighting cancer, uh, thinking about you a lot and uh, really rooting for you. Uh, thoughts and prayers are with my good friend uh, Sandy Beach who I work with on WBEN, who just lost his sister, uh, Beverly, tremendous person, and uh, I'm sick about it, absolutely sick about it. I'm so sad for him and uh, the family. Guys, good morning. Welcome to the program. It's a cruddy-looking Saturday morning, kind of day where you just want to hunker down, follow the draft, and you know maybe pour a cup of coffee and, and relax. April showers will come your way. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, I see the snow on hoods of vehicles on my way in here. (laughs) That's really depressing. Like, nah, come on. May starts in in four days. I want it to be nice outside. It could be snowing. Yeah. What do you mean? Could be. It was. It was. Oh, was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't see any snow. This is beautiful lacrosse weather. Uh, yeah, it, that's <laughs> it right. Is, that's lacrosse. Right. You guys play uh, outdoors in anything. Yes, we do. I guess. But uh, all right, uh, we are going to kick things off with the news and notes before we get going. We also have a special guest online. Francis, do you have anything for news and notes? No, not this week. All right, neither from me. Roger shaking Slow his head. week because of the Easter break. You know, if they're not down in Florida, very little taking place. Up here in uh, western New York, a softball, you know, sporadic softball games here and there. I imagine some sporadic lacrosse, but nothing, you know. We could have actually, this would have been the week we could have discussed every uh, event in high school on the show within our, uh, you know, 45 minutes of airtime because that's how little was going on here. If it wasn't for the kids that are fortunate enough to go down to Florida for you know, five to seven days, whatever it is, we'd have nothing to talk about current. School pretty much resumes on Monday. I know it does for my kids. So I'm assuming 
on Monday we'll go right back to our uh, league play and all of our spring sports. Yeah, I think, if I'm not mistaken, at least on the schedule, I don't know if they're going to pull it off today, supposedly the Pew Relays going on at yes, 1 o'clock. Yeah, the Pew Relays uh, are going on today. I have, yeah, it's a bit <laughs> chilly. Well, I have to go knock down a shed after the show. I help my brothers tear down my dad's old shed. Uh, so I'm going to be playing in the mud. And, so and you're going to be over on Homer? Homer? No. Oh, yeah. Homer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good Homer. memory, Raj. Good memory. It's PS81. APS81. That is correct. And I went to, to Coleman, PS82. Delaware. You went to which one? 82. Really? East and Weston and Hazelwood. All right. We got that Dave Thomas's original assignment as a Buffalo school. Phys ed instructor. Get out of here. I swear, and he had the playground in the summer. Wow. <laughs> That's wild. Hey, guys, let's say good morning to our dear friend. And before we do that, uh, huge congratulations to Len Jankwitz on being inducted into the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. Len, we're so proud and so happy for you. Well, thanks, Tony. Uh, good morning to everybody there. First of all, there's... <laughs> There's tons of names more deserving than me, but, uh, uh, you know, I am profoundly humbled by the whole thing and, uh, you know, certainly I've been influenced by great people along the way, including coaches and, uh, you know, just uh, like I said, just uh, humbled by the whole situation. I'm, I'm tickled to death that the uh, Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame uh, does recognize the contributions of those in high school sports. And Len, and, you know, and I, I know you're not the type of person that's going to pound your own chest. Uh, so we'll pat you on the back for you. The things that you have done, not only as a coach, not only as an athletic director, but as a human being, and what you've done to help guide young boys, help turn them into men, guidance, the things that you've done, even after your coaching and AD duties, the stuff that you're doing with uh, uh, with, with the Combine, which we're going to talk about now, and uh, college recruiting night. Uh, these are huge things that, uh, that are huge help for our community, and uh, the schools, I'm sure, are better off because of the work that you put in. And I can remember back to when I first started coaching and you held a coaching clinic uh, for us uh, Little League coaches to come in and learn from you guys. And uh, just the things that you have done and, and what you have brought uh, for the community, it's uh, it's amazing. And we just we couldn't thank you enough, Len, and uh, we're, we're certainly happy and proud. Roger, you had a, a, a comment. Yeah, Len, I just want to let you know, I promised Anthony this morning I wouldn't mention the fact that you were assisted by one of my class space at Kensington, so I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> you know, yeah, that assistant is probably, uh, you know, hook, line, and sinker, probably the best person ever I could be hooked up with, and uh, kudos to you and Kensington High School. That's, uh, you're right, Raj, and I think you're talking about Sue Aaron, that's for sure. Yeah, she's a wonderful person. I miss calling the school and her picking up the phone. I said, was Len there? Yeah, Tony would be right there. <laughs> Anthony, well, I, right, I don't know uh, if you're aware that uh, the uh, young lady we're referring to is the sister of uh, Harvard Cup Hall of Famer, Al Mudd. They're yeah, that's right. Sisters, so. That's right. Just wanted to mention it, but I wasn't supposed to mention it, so I won't. So you won't. Thanks, Raj. Uh, Len, WNY Amateur Football Alliance uh, has a 2019 college recruiting combine coming up this is for all uh high school students 10th and 11th grade 
Class of 2020-21. This is going to take place May 4th at 5 p.m. St. Francis High School, 4129 Lakeshore Road in Hamburg. Fill us in on, uh, you know, what's going on with this combine, why it's so important, and how the kids get in touch. Yeah, uh, first of all, thanks, Tony, for giving me the opportunity. Uh, You know, I'm representing Eric Yancey, a good friend of mine, uh, for a lot of years, great football coach himself. Uh, he's at NT, and uh, Timmy Jerome, who is uh, head of the uh, aforementioned uh, Western New York Amateur Football Alliance. Uh, Tony, we've done this at St. Francis High School last year, and I'll tell you, a magnificent facility for, for high school football and a, and a great venue for this combine. But you're right, it's going to be next Saturday, May 4th, uh, at 5 p.m., hopefully all the contests and lacrosse games, baseball games, and whatnot uh, might be done by then so we can get a full complement of uh, kids out there. Last year, Tony, we uh, we really upped the, upped the stage a little bit because we invited the sophomores that are going to be juniors this coming year to the Combine. So that upped the numbers uh, that we had at the Combine. And the registration was close to 300 kids, and believe me, it was a bevy of activity. Uh, athletically, football could not have been given a better venue for this opportunity. And the college coaches, Tony, I can't tell you how many of them said, we're doing it right here in Western New York, and they probably wish other schools would do what we're doing here. So I kind of think we have a good thing going. The only problem I think kind of you mentioned about the kids getting back to school is that the combine registration comes through the head coaches, and a lot of people have been out of school for probably a week, week and a half. And uh, maybe when they get back to school on Monday, everybody might be hustling and, and kind of discover that, oh, wait, we have, we have to do this combine registration. And uh, the parents can't do the registration. The, uh, the young man can't do it himself. It's got to go through the head coach because, Tony, as I keep mentioning for, I think this is like the 16th year we've been doing this, college recruiters go through high school coaches first. They have to be the first line of uh, contact. So, we want the registration to come through the head coach, and they have the information in case anybody out there who's a head coach doesn't have the information. They can go to the uh, website. I'll give you two in a minute that you know they can get my name, and I'll give them all the information. But uh, it's got to come through the head coach. Okay, so contact your head coach, get the uh, information you need, and get signed up. Also, we've posted it. Uh, on our Facebook page, if you go to Inside High School Sports, uh, it's right there, uh, contact information to call Len. But as Len said, they want you to go through your high school head coach. I'm pretty sure every high school coach in Western New York knows about this. Yeah, Tony, you know, there might be email glitches or, uh, you know, there might be changes in staffing or whatever else. You know, that, uh, there's always something that happens within the high school domain, but uh, you know, the registration comes with a high school coach because we feel that, uh, you know, there, there's got to be some open line of communication between parent, player, and coach, and maybe this is the time to start. And i got to mention this, Tony. Uh, this year for the Combine, we're trying to push this thing, and it's going to be great for parents because uh, immediately after the Combine, right on the field, we'll have a meet-and-greet session with the college coaches and the parents. And, uh, Tony, this is this is like a big-time event, I feel, especially for sophomores coming in, because rarely do uh, parents have the opportunity to see firsthand, shake a college coach's hand firsthand, see him, greet him, talk to him without a phone, without an email. 
and just talk to them about questions that come up, you know, the recruiting questions, just basic things. It's a good time, an informal setting, to uh, to begin the whole recruiting process and really talk about, you know, as I keep mentioning year after year, probably the second biggest investment that a family will make in terms of uh, expenses. Uh, now's the time to talk, and we're going to provide the opportunity, and there's no cost for the parents. Have them come out, see all the college coaches that are there, by the way. Division two and Division three, Division one, people won't be there. This is not their their time to come out. But uh, you know the PSAC schools from the from the local uh, uh, schools that border New York State and, and uh, you know Edinburgh, Mercyhurst, uh, Gannon, those kind of schools will be there, and uh, the, certainly the bevy of Division three schools that are within New York uh, State, which uh, you know recruit this area heavily, will be there. So it's a great time to get started with the recruiting process. I imagine the type of player that's going to show up to participate in the combine is someone who is driven, someone who who is passionate and definitely wants to continue playing in uh, football at the next level. After they go through the drills, and I know that you guys are limited to the type of drills you can do. You know, a lot of people think of combine, you think of what goes on the NFL in Indianapolis, uh, but after the they run their drills and, and they get you know go through all of that. Is there an opportunity for the player or the parents to talk with a coach? What does my son uh, need to work on before the start of next season? Yeah, this is this is the part that we're instituting this year. This is called meet and greet. This is where, uh, you know, the parents, and I'll foster them, and I'll walk them on the field, and I'll have them, you know, walk around just very informal. It's not going to be a you know, a sit-down meeting with a college coach, but just a stand-up meeting on the field, and they can discuss whatever question comes up. You know, it might not be the college coach that they maybe might be interested at the present moment, but any information, uh, believe me, any information is worthwhile because most parents enter this thing, Tony, for the first time. It's like a, uh, it's like a recruiting black hole. They don't know what they're getting them, themselves into. <laughs> they just know that the cost is uh, like you know, astronomical nowadays, and it's not going down. You know, certainly the the Pennsylvania schools will come in now with a, you know, with a budget that maybe they can handle and opportunities for their son. But, you know, what it begins uh, with is, is just asking questions. And I can't emphasize that enough because sometimes parents don't ask the kind of questions that should be answered. And, you know, it's just basic things that uh, every parent has. You know, uh, how would my son fit into your program? How is the academic fit? What can I do now for my son to make him better for you in the upcoming year? All these kind of things that really help the process along. And, and I kind of think if the head coach knows that the kid is going on to the combine, you know, that kind of checks his box to say, hey, maybe this young man is going to be somebody I can count on as a leader. So, the whole process of this combine, I think, helps football in Western New York, Tony. Oh, I I agree. Now you're going. I'm sure you're going to get some parents going to come in, and, and maybe they they're not sure what to ask. But is there a way for uh, people like yourself and, and Coach Jancy to be able to say, you know, give them information, or or maybe to be able to give them put questions or thoughts into their mind to point them in the right direction as to what they should be asking and what they should be looking at. Well, here's what I do, Tony. I gather all the kids together, and I kind of prompt them up in terms of what happens here. I think in this day of social media, Tony, you know that. I mean, the, the kids have the phone pasted in front of their face, and a lot of times 
you know, like the, the verbal communication skills kind of go down the wayside here. So I kind of give them little primers in terms of what kind of questions to ask the coach. And, uh, you know, Tony, almost treat it like a job interview because they are in front of their next job boss. I mean, this is the – and, by the way, a lot of the college coaches are doing the, the college uh, – the recruiting sessions, the, the agility sessions. The, they're all broken down into skill sets. So there might be people there from, uh, let's say, Buffalo State. There might be people there from Brockport. There might be people there from, from Hobart. There might be people there from Edinburgh conducting these drills. I mean, what better way to get to know the young man except to do the kind of things that they're going to be doing next fall for them or maybe in two years from now. So, you know, I'll prep the, uh, I'll prep the kids with questions they ask so that maybe they can look intelligent in front of their parents and, uh, you know, in front of the college recruiter. But it comes down to just being proactive in this whole thing. And, uh, you know, uh, believe me, Tony, this day and age, even college recruiters evaluate parents because the parents are are big pushers of kids nowadays in this college recruiting process. They they probably shouldn't be as active as they as they are, but uh, that's really what this day and age brings you. I just you know it's funny that you bring that up because uh, recently I read an article about uh, recruiters and uh, you know when they're sitting there in the stands. Uh, and they hear a parent uh, bad-mouthing the coach or bad-mouthing the ref, guess what? Your kid is no longer recruited at that point. I mean, the stuff that, and information that is out there about what re- recruiters are looking for, what college coaches are looking for, it's eye-opening, and it really is worth uh, the time for you as a parent to take your child and get to know this stuff, especially if you has a, have aspirations of playing football at the higher level. Uh, to talk about social media, as you mentioned, Len, uh, you know, we got the NFL draft going around. We just read the other day of how many uh, players were deleting their social media history because that stuff can jump up and bite you in the end. And it can also cost you a chance to being recruited by a college team. So a lot of great information out there. And we're really appreciative of what you guys are doing. Before we let you go, Len, uh, con- uh, website uh, address for people yep. who want more information or if they just want to contact you. Right. I think it's good for everybody to see the website uh, through Tim Jones' uh, Western Amateur Football Alliance group that he has conducted. By the way, he, he does a yeoman's effort in terms of uh, aligning all the youth groups in Western New York, Tony. And then there's a, a I mean, just a total staggering amount of young kids still involved with youth football that he kind of connects the, you know, our high school guys around with. But uh, to get more information about the combine, uh, you can go to this website. It's uh, WNY amateurfootball.com or .org, either one. WNYamateurfootball.com, .org, and uh, you'll see my name, my email address. If you have any you know, questions, email me, and I'll, I'll definitely do this, Tony. If anybody out there is kind of like in limbo and they don't know what's going on, they got back from, who knows, uh, some vacation in Easter time, and, and they want to you know, get their son involved with the Combine, Email me. I'll connect the head coach because that's the uh, the key point here. The head coach, and we'll get them going as soon as possible. But the deadline really is fun, is Monday, and I know there'll be some people that are, you know, that are on the outside looking in. But we'll do the best we can to get them going. Len, uh, thank you so much, and once again, uh, congratulations, and I look forward to talking to you in the future. 
Thanks again to you, Tony, and everybody there. Thank you. All right, take Talk care. Talk soon, Yankeevich. <laughs> He's such a great guy, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And the things that, I mean, there's so much information there. Like he said, information is key. The more you know, the better off you are. I remember when uh, filling out paperwork to get into college, I'm like, what? being totally lost and between the combine and the recruiting night there's a lot of great stuff there for the parents to utilize and get their kids ready for college great stuff there len all right as we said we have amber hill who's a local official oh before we get to that we have our g&g fitness uh play g&g fitness our coach of the week oh gee <laughs> if you want to nominate, go to livefit.com. That's where you go to nominate your G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. Congratulations to East Aurora baseball coach Steve Sokolowski, also known as Brother, for uh, his 300th career win. So congratulations, Coach Brother. <laughs> I guess that's what they call him in East Aurora. Amber Hill, welcome to the show. Thank Good you for morning. Thank you for coming in. Uh, you're a local <laughs> official, so you're the one uh, out there taking the abuse from the coaches and the fans. Mostly the coaches. <laughs> Mostly the coaches. Because coach, we know coaches never get excited on oh, the sideline. Not line. ever. Not ever. <laughs> No, they're um the fans have actually been pretty good this year, surprisingly. I've had some unruly fans in the past, but I think that when you carry yourself in a certain demeanor as a referee, as an official, um, they don't as long as you're confident in your calls, fans don't fans are, are usually not as unruly as they possibly could be. Well, you certainly know what you're doing out there. <laughs> I mean, you played uh, lacrosse at uh, Syracuse. I did. We have four time on the national team. I have competed in four World Cups with the Haudenosaunee Nationals, yes. That's amazing. for my fifth. Absolutely amazing. So uh, <laughs> the, uh, Amber knows her stuff. So when she's out there, there's no second yeah, guessing. Yeah, but she's an official. How much could she possibly That's know? right. I traded. I, I'm a trader. I put the stripes on. <laughs> How could I, I don't know what I'm doing now, right? <laughs> have you ever roughed a game where a former teammate is coaching? Actually, yes. Um, oh, that had to be fun. <laughs> Uh, uh, Nagger Weefield, Trish Pineda, I played with her growing up, uh, but Trish is, uh, <laughs> Trish is calm. Trish is very calm and, and we're good friends. So, uh, other than that, I, I don't, I, I don't think I've refed any other games, just, just Trish. And she, like I said, she plays or she coaches for Weefield, my, my old alma mater and, uh, she's great. I've never had any problems with Trish. It's not, uh, you know, you would think that, oh, as a coach, you'd be so happy to see your 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 uh, teammate out there refereeing. I went through any it last, last year. They, they <laughs> think they're going to get. Yeah, no. And on the other hand, no, the no, it's, no, I'm very, it, it's the opposite. It, yes. it can get ugly out there. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I had a bad experience last year with that. And, especially if somebody, And I don't hold it against him. If some, especially if somebody on the opposite team is aware of that situation and any close call. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Your teammates coaching the other team. Nice call, Stripes. Well, yeah. normally I, I'll wear a ball cap and I wear big Oakleys where you can't see my eye movement for certain reasons. Uh, I like to not be noticed on the field and I, uh, you know, I just call the game. I actually was talking to Francis on the way in here uh, about certain players. I, d I don't really pick out players. That's not my job as an official. My job is to call the game. Right. I'm not. I'm not unless unless you know you always have maybe that one girl that likes to cross check across the throat when she gets a little angry, and the officials got to talk. Maybe oh, at halftime. Hey, <laughs> number seventeen's getting a little heated. Why don't we watch the yellows on that one, right? So 
Yeah, I understand that. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Amber, uh, I'd like to delve in to see, you know, what teams are doing what in, in Western New York, who looks good, and, and what you've seen so far. And we'll also get Francis chiming in on that as well. And don't forget, if anything breaks with the Bills, they don't have a fourth-round pick. They traded both of those last night to get in, uh, back into the third round. So, uh, Derek, do they have one or two fifth-round picks? The Bills have four picks for the rest of today's draft. There's one selection in the fifth round, one selection in the sixth round, and then two in the seventh. Any buzz or talk about moving back in? I mean, rumors right now? Honestly, it would never surprise me with Brandon Bean, how aggressive he likes to be with the draft boards. But uh, no, I'm not sensing anything about getting back into the fourth round necessarily. He wouldn't have given up all of those picks if he didn't think that there was... uh, any risk involved with it well if anything pops up please uh, interrupt and, and let us know we'll be back with more inside high school sports you're listening to wgr sports radio 550 got something to say say it anytime call tweet or text when you want or hit us up with your comments on facebook or wgr550.com say what you want when you want with wgr sports radio 550 we're back you're listening to inside high school sports i'm your host tony Jerry. Joining me in studio, Francis Beck from WNY Athletics, Roger Weiss. And we have Amber Hill, who is a, uh, an official uh, for girls lacrosse, played at Syracuse, uh, Niagara Wheatfield alum. Yes. And so we are talking girls lacrosse Way this morning. Way up north. What's that? Way up Way north. north. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for you. <laughs> hey, I got news for you. This is way up north for me. I live in North Boston. Okay, we feel the only south north that I'm uh, associated with. Um, let's break it down to small school, large schools. Start out with uh, the small schools, Francis uh, and Amber. Uh, who's jumping out right now looking like uh, like they're doing some things? Uh, Lancaster's doing pretty well. Um, what a surprise. Yeah, yeah I'm shocked. <laughs> Coach Buccieri having a great squad. Yep, Julie and Jeff are great. Uh, very hardcore coaches. Well, you look at... You know, with uh, Julie, she's got the Lady Monsters program, which is one of the best development programs there is for one of for uh, girls lacrosse. And it's a great way for young girls to get in there, learn the game. By the time they get to high school, they're ready to play. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's the biggest issue with women's lacrosse in the area is that uh, thank, thank goodness for Julie's program is we don't have a lot of those developmental programs for young girls. So they go into modified, not really even knowing how to play unless, again, they've played with the Lady Monsters, and that's why Lancaster has such a powerhouse program. I think there's discussion of um, something being developed in Niagara County uh, to get uh, the new Fanes and Wilsons and yes. to get them an opportunity to uh, I think learn. new Fane, they just granted their program. That's it. Okay. But it's been a long time coming. Right. Absolutely. And so it's good to see that people are working and covering all uh, all the areas, and uh, hopefully that's something that takes off. Well, there's a lot of scholarships that are still available in women's lacrosse, so I think it's extremely valuable for uh, young girls to get into the game. And it's such a great sport to play, sure. really. It's a lot. I love uh, lacrosse. All right, let's talk about some of the schools. You mentioned Lancaster. Yeah, Lancaster. And- they're 5-0 and uh, in their division, 7-3 overall. Um I got a couple players here. I got a Maddie Mazur, who's a junior. She's committed to St. Bonnie's. She's got 36 goals so far on the season, and she's really strong on the draws. They got another player who's uh, really strong on the draws, Steph. I'm going to butcher this name. Sorry, Steph. Hern Hern Ryder. She's a junior, and she's committed to Canisius. 
She's got 40 goals on the season. I got Cameron Lucarelli. She's a senior, also committed to Canisius, and she's a really strong lockdown defender. Uh, Jordan Rokitka, she's a senior, also committed to St. Bonnie's. She's got 28 goals on the season. Jess Natoro, she's a 10th grader on varsity, 32 goals on the season. And we got a midfielder here who's a little workhorse, Brooke Beto, and she's uh, a junior. So that they've got a pretty strong first line there. Um, that's a lot of goals. <laughs> that's a lot of goals. That's a lot of good players. They don't have one or two that they can just pass to. Looks like they've got a pretty rounded out offense here. And Lancaster's that that team that that you know you can almost count on them that they're going to be going on to play against Rochester mm-hmm. and, and maybe a shot at uh, at the states. Uh, so very. Very good program, uh, and uh, you know we always expect a lot of good things out of them. Who else have you seen? Excuse so me, far? just want to give a special shout to Cam Lucarelli. She's the best. I uh, saw her play a year ago. Uh, she also played on the basketball team, but oh. she is a very good lacrosse player. I'm very familiar with her. That's awesome. Well, good for Cam. Um, I do want to give a little shout out to Julie. I don't know if you know this um, little history. Julie was my coach my senior year at Wefield. Really? She wasn't a Bucciari then. She was a Simi. But, yeah, Julie could tell you some stories. I didn't know that she uh, started out at Weefield. I thought it I was I don't know Lancaster. if that's where she started. Um, but, yeah, she was my coach my senior year at, at, at Weefield. Wow. If you don't mind giving me your age, what year did you graduate? 2005. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baby. I'm uh, a baby. <laughs> or as, uh, who was it would say, uh, way back in 2005? <laughs> Way back when. It did look good on my varsity jacket, I will say. All right, let's uh, continue with some <laughs> of the schools that uh, are doing well. All right, so then I have uh, Clarence, uh, Coach Jocelyn Homan. Uh, she's got three players here uh, mentioned that have just really done well for her team. Uh, Madison Leeper, Anaya Rice, and Emma Faso. Uh, mm, they've really helped her. familiar with that name. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. you got to be familiar with the Fossos. Um, I got West Seneca West here, Coaches Sarah and Jess Renero. Uh, they have Caitlin Morris, who's really brought their team together and uh, pushed their team very far this season. And then, of course, my alma mater, we've got Niagara Weefield with Coach Trish Pineda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jocelyn Fike, uh, who's uh, an attacker. I'm not quite sure how many goals she has on the season, but I know she's got a lot of shots on goal. And then we have Selena Justice, who's also a senior. She's an attacker committed to Chatham University. As Weefield play on the football field? Sometimes. They gotta replace that field, please. Oh, you um, know, you don't have to ref on it or play on it. I coach I'm, on it. <laughs> oh, well, well, you're not running up and down the sidelines, are you? No, no, okay. no, no, no. I'm always terrified. That's <laughs> old. I run. wish I could walk, but I'm always terrified when I go there that I'm gonna break my ankle at oh, tearing sure. ACL. It's just it's so hilly, and because it's so Ruts. open, it's so open on you can't. I can't hear my partner from the other side of the field because the wind just blows right through sure. there. Oh, yeah. so it's the condition of the field. I thought maybe in your case it was too far from the concession stand. Also that. Thanks for clearing also that, that. <laughs> Actually, it's not too far from the concession stand. Didn't they, oh, look, just they move the concession stand? They moved the concession It's a nice concession stand. <laughs> why okay, why am I not surprised to hear that? <laughs> go ahead. Um, I've got uh, Amherst with uh, Coach Joanna Falls. 
Files. I, I'm sorry I butchered that last name. And she has Grace Van Buren and Catherine Yoder. Uh, Amherst is another one that traditionally has had, you yep. know, go back to uh, Coach Pataglia. And, yes. Uh, you got to know that name if you're in Western New York lacrosse. Well, related to my wife, so I, I have to know So it. you <laughs> must know. Absolutely. Yes. Does she yes. still have her lacrosse camps in a... I'm actually, I'm not sure. I know I, that Wendy Stone and Beth Stone have really been picking up um, a lot of the lacrosse camps within Western New York, as well as, obviously, the Buccieri's. Right. Um, but I'm not sure about the Pataglias. I, I think Hot Shots is still going on. I think we might have something on our website. Just keep an eye out for that if anybody's interested. Yeah, by the way, if you have camps or clinics, and this goes for all sports, uh, you could email me, Tony, at WGR550.com. Uh, we'll mention it on the show. And we'll also post it on our Facebook page. Or feel free to go to our Facebook page and uh, you know promote your camps and clinics coming up. And, again, that's for all sports. And uh, summer's uh, not too far away. I know a lot of you want to get the information out you there. You could have fooled me looking outside. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, the last uh, school I have here, Section 6, I got Coach Tom Ryan, who's always a riot to ref for. Um, He's got Angeli Silverheels, who's committed to the University of Akron, and Dana Backer, who's an all-around spectacular player. Um, Angeli Silverheels is only a junior, by the way. Yes, she's only a junior, so she's doing well with obviously being committed and signed. Um, I'm not. I, I'm not sure if she signed her NLI yet. Um, I don't think they can at this stage. Haven't they changed the rules where you can't until your senior year? She's only I'm a not junior. sure. I don't know the Maybe rules. Maybe she's just that. verbaled. Yeah, I'm not just, quite sure. Yeah, I don't think you can sign until your senior year. So you can't make a verbal commitment. Say, yeah, that's what I want. Oh, you can make a verbal anytime. Yeah. My daughter's a 2026, 20, and she's already verbal to Syracuse. So <laughs> 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 we made sure of that. I, I take her down there all the time. Her and Gary, you know, good friends. She's only in fifth grade? Yes. My, she's been playing since she was three. She plays out of Rochester, fifth actually, grade, for another monster fifth program. Fifth grade, really? Anthony, oh, yeah. she's already verbal to a college. <laughs> but my daughter is also almost 200 pounds, and she's five foot eight. And she wow. In size, fifth grade? Fifth, if you saw my daughter, I think people th – I have to carry her on her birth certificate when we go to tournaments. She's as tall as I am. We wear the same clothes. <laughs> Oh She's a monster. God. Yes, people are afraid of her, and I love it. All right, <laughs> all right. Just for the record, all right. Let's I was going to bring her, but she needs her sleep. You know, let's, her beauty. Let's set the record straight. <laughs> Does she wear your hand me downs, or do you wear her hand me downs? We just share. I went to the Nike outlet the other day, and she's like, oh, these are mine. I was like, no, I bought these for me. <laughs> but she, I'm scared to test the power. I'm just terrified. I'm like, yeah, okay, you can have these shirts. That's okay. Pretty baby. bad when you have to put locks in your own closet in your own house. <laughs> I just let her have it. I'm scared. She's going to come and put a finger under my nose while I'm sleeping. She's going to test to see if I'm still breathing. She's a little scary. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good for you, Amber. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good Absolutely. For great for me. I'm raising a D1 athlete, hopefully. Well, best of luck to her, obviously. Uh, she's already she's already getting talked to. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. I'm My fingers are crossed. I pay enough in private school tuition, and I'll hopefully not have to pay for college. In my house, it's just argument over which uh, colleges Nicholas and Samantha are going to go to. Jeannie's pushing Ohio State, and I'm pushing Michigan. <laughs> You know. Oh, what happened to Duke in North Carolina? Yeah, she's also no pushing Duke. North Carolina. No Duke. No, Duke. no Maryland. No, no Maryland. Duke, no Maryland. No Northwestern. No. I laid the ground rules. 
Maryland has ugly uniforms, so there's no way I would let uh, my kids go there. See where our priorities are? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and the good, uh, the good eating establishments are too far from the university when he visits. So, you know, you take all those serious things Well, he's going to test out the food courts when he goes there. Yeah. That's part of the visit. That's also important. You need nutrition. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I should, <laughs> if that's the case, I should send them to uh, UNLV uh, where I went, and uh, this way I can go visit and get Carl's Jr. and In-N-Out Burger. Legacy status. Yeah. Come on. Got to go there. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at some of the other schools who's doing what in girls lacrosse. And, again, uh, keep it locked here on WGR Sports Radio 550 for all your draft updates throughout the day. We'll be back after this. WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. One last segment, Sports Talk Saturday, follows us, of course. That will be on the NFL Draft. What will the Bills do uh, with their next selection? We have Amber Hill in studio for one more segment, Talking Girls Lacrosse. Francis, uh, I know colleges, they're already into conference tournaments right now. When does the high school regular season end? When uh, does the playoffs begin? Uh, the seeding meeting for girls lacrosse this year is going to be on Saturday, May 18th, with the pre-quarters for Class C beginning on May 20th. So wow, we got so a not little that far less than away. a month. Yeah, home stretch of the season. It's amazing as it just goes by so fast. Uh, and Amber, we're talking about uh, what teams, you know, whether they're Monsignor Martin or Section Six. Let's uh, continue talking about uh, some of the teams of Western New York. Well, let's talk about the Monsignor Martin League. So we have Mount St. Mary's Academy up on the top. Uh, they're five zero in their league, and they're six and five overall. And we can't talk about them without talking about Lois Garlow. I mean, she's got 71 goals on the season. Come on. Like, Come that's so – I mean, we have college players that don't even do that. That's insanity. Who well, she thinks she is Gretzky? Apparently. <laughs> apparently. She is headed for Coastal Carolina, Anthony. And Myrtle Beach time. I know I can't sing it. I no, never do come out. But, you know, please. Uh, yeah. Uh, you see her on a basketball court as, an, as impressive as she is. That is nothing compared to what she does on a, you know, the lacrosse field and seventy-one goals and that speaks for itself, honestly. I mean, well, right, not right only there. The, yeah, but not only in that, eleven games, in eleven games. Not only that though, she in is eleven the, games. She is one of the least yeah. selfish players. <laughs> if her teammates open, she won't take the shot. Right, she I only see the goals. It. I don't see the assists here. Well, no, I, I wish know, I could, but, but no, but I mean, I, and I couldn't give you numbers, but just a few times I watched her. Uh, you know, I hear about all these goals. I figure, well, you know, and hockey would call them a puck hog or something like that. Call them that. ball hogs in lacrosse. You know, one on three, and they're going to shoot instead of passing to one of the two open uh, right. teammates. Yeah, but if uh, I'm a coach and I have someone like that, yeah, go ahead, ball hog. If you're going to get 71 yeah, goals in, in, in 11 games, ball hog all you want. <laughs> but if there is a fault, there's probably times when she makes the extra pass where she probably should have yes. or could have taken the She's shot. Not a ball well, who's outscoring them? That's true. That's true. And you know now, what? Is that something, a number that right off the bat a college coach would flip? I know she's going to East Carolina, so she's already Coastal Carolina. Coastal, Coastal yeah. Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that something a college coach would just do backflips? Wait a minute. 71 goals? I don't care what the competition is like. I got to see this player. Well, as a previous college coach, uh, I would have to say that first I'm going to look at the stats, then I'm going to look at the school, then I'm going to look at the strength of schedule. Right. Okay. Okay. So you got to look to see whether they're you know a big fish in a little pond what type of league they're in, again, and the strength of schedule. You know, 
I mean, that's crazy production. That is crazy production. But again, if she's the only one, then she's the only one. But she's not the only one. They got Emma Telesco as well, who's got 25 goals on the season in 11 games. And down here, ranked number eight, we got Lauren. um, Sorry, Lauren, I'm going to butcher your name. Muchicha? Mukika? Yeah, Muchicha. Muchicha. She's got 17 goals on the season. So she's got two players that are right behind. I bet you these are the girls that she assists to all the time. (laughs) Man. And you know this team is going to be on a you know on a mission this season because they lost a nail biter last year in the Monsignor Martin final to Sacred Heart, mm-hmm. so they're going to be on a mission to win Monsignor Martin. Yeah, this it year. sounds like it. Yeah, so um, their coaches Haley Stapa and uh, Paige Printup, they're they're doing excellent work over there. Printup, uh, there's no uh, <laughs> no stranger to lacrosse. No stranger to lacrosse at all. Paige has been around it her whole entire life, so I think that she's building an excellent program over there, and you can see it with Lois now. Uh, Lois, when she graduates, I'd like to see what Paige does with the program. Hopefully she's building up other players, and it looks like she is with these other two that are on the, the top scoring. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, again, with the standings, we got Mount St. Mary's. Then we have Buff Sem coming in close with 4-1, and one, and they're 3-1 and one in their league. Sacred Heart, St. Mary's, Narden, and then Mount St. Mercy. Or Mar- Mount Mercy. Mount Mercy's 0-5, unfortunately, on the season. Okay. But that's it for the... Any other teams you want to throw out there before uh, we say goodbye for the morning? No, I think we, we covered a lot, didn't we? Yeah, we covered a lot. The only team, you know, big team is Lakeshore and Class yeah, of C. Course. They're off to a big 9-0 and start. Yeah, no on, surprise. Yeah, no surprise. That, a lot like, of talented players over there. Well, you look at, at at schools and you know that they're programs. You know that, and, and you can look at this in any sport, year in and year out, they're going to be fighting for, you know, whether it's a league championship or, or uh, the ability to go on to play right. Section 5. So you can count on those programs year in and year out. And again, yes. and a lot of that goes to, as we discussed earlier, the feeder programs. The, yes, so Seneca Girls Lacrosse, they feed a lot of girls into that Lakeshore program and Gowanda as well. I know Gowanda's program is growing, but Ryan and Claudia Jimerson do a great job with the Seneca Girls Lacrosse program, and that's their developmental program down there. My daughter's played for them for a couple times. Uh, Claudia was actually in my wedding. I mean, they're great people. They mm-hmm. really love the game, and they, they try to build it up down there as well. But deven- developmental programs, we, we need more of them, and we need more qualified and experienced women that have played the game coaching these younger girls. Especially... You know, this is what makes Julie's program so special. 100%. Most of the uh, programs come from the Native American communities. Mm-hmm. Niagara Wheatfield, Lake Shore, Gowanda, yep. Silver Creek. Those are the ones that is their, That's our know, bread and base, butter. That's baseball sure. to them, you know, the right. All-American game and all that. It's like down there, it's like uh, lacrosse and apple pie, not uh, baseball and apple well, pie. Well, you know, women weren't always allowed to play the game, so... I, I didn't know you, that. And then, you're not familiar with that history. No. Well, now yes. they have to. They're so tough to get in there. They had to be so tough. You know, we're not going to wear our helmets and uh, we're just going to wear mouth guards and glasses and all that. Whereas the guys, they got so much padding on there, they look like robo, like robo man running all over the place. Not those tough females. Yeah, we're pretty tough. But yeah, you <laughs> might want to actually research that because yeah. traditionally women weren't allowed to play the game, and we've had to fight a long way just to be recognized, even on the international stage. Wow. Yes. We've had clan mothers lay down on the field so that we couldn't play. It's, it's been a really long, hard-fought battle. Boy, they're going to typical female, going to get her own way no matter what. I wouldn't say typical female. That's a, that's a <laughs> that was offensive. Roger, not yeah. me. Good thing you're sitting across the table, not next <laughs> Throw to Throw something at him. I'm about to. <laughs> oh, I, I imagine, you know, 
If I, I had, I gotta go by her to get out the door. So I guess I'm doomed. <laughs> yeah. If I'm not, uh, if you don't hear me next week, you know why? <laughs> you know why? I mean, how do you you reach out and how do you uh, expose more young girls to lacrosse to get them interested in it? I mean, do you do it with tournaments? Uh, I, you know what? I volunteer for the Barge Canal Optimist Club in Lockport, and we just did uh, a day where we did it at the Emmett Bellcamp School in Lockport, and they just had me go and teach. I show because I, I also play box lacrosse as well, and I laid out all my equipment and I explained to these girls. They were um, ages, I think, five to fifteen. And, and I had a lot of girls come up to me and say, I want to play lacrosse. I want to learn how to play lacrosse. Where do you live? I will hook you up with a program, whether it's box or field. I, I'm, I'm trying to do my best to grow the game. What about, uh, and I'm just you know bringing this idea off the top of my head, like a, a exhibition, a traveling exhibition where you get two teams, maybe of all-star type players, mm-hmm. and you travel to various communities to hold on and get you know, free admission. Uh, you could have a sort of thing where you invite food trucks. Everybody likes food trucks. And uh, make an event out of it. So maybe you, you do it in Weefield, you do it in Niagara Falls, and then you go down and you do it in Hamburg and, and wherever, and just open it up uh, where you know, young girls can come and watch a game, a friendly game. I think that's a great idea. In, in fact, I was just named the First Nations uh, Lacrosse Association's <laughs> Box and Field Sector Chair, and my job is to grow the game on both sides of the border for box and field for women's lacrosse. So you just gave me a great idea. And I think that we're going to put that together pretty oh, cool. soon. I think that's a that's phenomenal that people would come to that. The only issue that we have as women, we have to take care of our families. We have jobs, so oh, it's hard. Absolutely. You know, we're calling up our our alumni, our teammates from the nationals. Hey, can you come out and play? You know, we gotta we have a game down in Panama. We have games in Florida. I, I can't. I got to work. I, I don't have a babysitter. So you know, hey, men are, men get away with that a little up bit with some easier. Of the high school kids. And start growing the game that way as well. Yeah. And we, we definitely need players to come back and start helping to grow the programs. That's the other that issue. That is huge. I mean, right. in football, it's, what is it, former players right. who go on to volunteer to be Little League coaches, mm-hmm. and then they move on to be high school coaches and so on. And that's on. where we're lacking. Yes. We, we need to draw those players back in, and, and not only just for the camps and growing the game, but officiating as well. Yeah, good point. And anything I could do to promote it, please let me know. Oh, I will be letting you know. (laughs) Excellent. Tony at WGR550.com. We also have our Facebook page. Uh, You could go to that as well. Amber Hill, thank you so much for spending the morning with us. Thank you for having me. We got to get out of here because the draft crew is ready to get going. I know they're pumped up and ready to go for (laughs) the Buffalo Bills. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.